0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through our rapid review for Round 18. Uh, what a weird and wonderful round it was! Some cracking games of footy, but also some huge blowouts. And look, I'll be honest with you guys: uh, the huge blowouts that we had—the Cowboys games, the Knights games. Um, look, I, I don't need to really point out to you guys who played well and who didn't. Uh, you guys can see that with your eyes. You guys can see that in Supercoach scores, uh, and you know which team went poorly. So probably a little bit less to touch on this week than usually, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. But we will get stuck into it. Thursday night, Sharkies uh, 52 over the Dragons 16. Uh, another one of these games. I actually thought the St. George La Dragons, I thought they started pretty well. And after about 15 minutes, I thought, oh shit, is this going to be the game that we thought it was going to be? Uh, and then, oh, uh, the Sharkies got a penalty go their way. They kick for touch and then all of a sudden the possession starts to turn. Nico Hines scores the first try uh, and the Dragons, they just went to water very, very quickly. Very disappointing uh, for you Dragons fans out there. Guys, I thought Nico Hines was sensational. Obviously, a lot of us captained him in supercoach and whatnot, and he certainly did deliver. Britton Nikita, I thought he was fantastic. I think there's a really, really fair argument uh, that he's the best back rower in rugby league in 2023. He has been fantastic. Uh, a guy that's copped a lot of criticism that, as you guys know, I've always been a big fan of is Matty Moylan. I thought he was really good in this one. Granted, uh, it's a, it's a what is it, a 52-16 to 16 victory. Uh doesn't turn around all his form and whatnot, but he can only play who he could play. Uh, and he can only play his best that he could on that night. I thought Moisa was really good. Talakai had a strong game as well, a guy that I brought into Coach, and it's taken a few weeks, but he did deliver on the weekend, which was good to see. For the Dragons, look... Um between the Ben Hunt situation and the new coach, there's more news about Zach Lomax coming out and whatnot. I'm sure the media will keep sticking the boot in. I'm sure there will be more and more things that will come out about the St. George of the of Dragons that will create headlines and tension. They're in a tough spot. I thought Tyrell Sloan came up with some big plays, uh, but just not enough for me. Um, I still think oh, I'm a fan of Sloan. I think he can be successful, but I just think his consistency throughout games, especially defensively and positioning. I think it does still need a lot of work. Uh, But, yeah, guys, look, I've got no idea where the Dragons go from here. I think this season could get pretty ugly for them. Uh, Friday night footy, the first game, the Bunnies, 28 points to 6 over the Waz. Uh, Really interesting, tough conditions over there, which I thought would really play into the hands of Sean Johnson and the Warriors, which is weird to say. Normally, when you get conditions like that against the Warriors, uh, you have no confidence whatsoever, but I genuinely did think so. I think that South Sydney, I sort of sat there and thought, you know what, the kicking game of Ilias and Sean Johnson, Sean Johnson gets it every day of the week, but I really underestimated the kicking game of Cody Walker, and I think we look at Cody Walker, we look at him as an excitement machine and a guy that can just light it up, very heavy lines-like, but Fuck, the other night, he played perfectly to his conditions, like a real experienced half, which is what he is at the end of the day. I I thought Cody Walker's kicking game was unbelievable. That play where he wrapped around and dropped it on his left foot to put it back into the in goals, he makes that sort of shit look easy, but I'm telling you right now, there's not too many halves in the competition that could have got that sort of touch in that moment, in those conditions. He's a freak Cody Walker, and he's playing sensational footy at the moment, and probably does deserve a gig in the Origin Arena. We'll see what gets announced today and whatnot. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know if he'd be the direction I'd be going in just because I'd be looking at youth and to the future in a dead rubber. But Cody Walker, his form definitely does deserve it. Um, My boy, Ty Munro, made his debut. He was great. A try, two line breaks and a try assist. Uh, I think Ty, I think he's going to be good for the next few years, but I do think that once he actually grows into his body, I think he's going to be very similar to what... Uh, Inglis and Latrell did, which uh, I know people get upset about and whatnot, but just look at his body shape. And if you go back and watch the early years or the debut of GI or the debut of Latrell, you straight away go, oh my God, I can't believe how small they were. And I think that Ty is going to be one of those. I think when he grows into his body, he's going to be an absolute juggernaut. I think he's going to dominate this game for a very, very long time. Damien Cook didn't start in this game, but when he did come on, I thought he was tremendous. And uh, Cam Murray, what a performance from him. He was everywhere, scored a nice try. I think we tipped it to you guys uh, for him to cross at about $7. So that was a nice little juicy one. We picked up a Thursday night, same game, a Hines into Nikita, uh, which was nice as well. So a couple of uh, chicken dinners throughout the weekend. Look, for the Waz, pretty disappointing in these conditions at home. I thought it would be the perfect game for the Warriors to play the style they've been playing all year. just wasn't quite working out for them. It was very similar to the Rabbitohs, uh the week before, to be completely honest with you. I thought the, some of the forwards really got stuck into their walk, work. Jackson Ford, Tohu Harris, I thought both of them were fantastic. But, uh, yeah, there's no doubt whatsoever the Bunnies – they handled these conditions a lot better than what the Warriors did, which, as I said off the top, was strange because I thought this was going to really play into the hands of the modern-day Sean Johnson uh, that we've come to know and love over the last couple of months. So disappointing there. Uh, they obviously scored first, so they were in this game, but then didn't really fire a shot after that. I, I just uh, I, Once South Sydney scored two tries, I just thought this is over. The, the Wires aren't going to be able to get their way back into this. So 28-6 uh, to to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I, I'm sure the Warriors would be very, very disappointed with that one. Uh, the Friday night late game, I was on the Hello Sport podcast live stream on YouTube. I don't know if you tuned into it or not, but we have got some audio that has already dropped this morning. Uh, from that, we'll have some more coming this afternoon, so you can have a listen to that. And make sure you join the boys every Thursday or Friday, they do one of these. Very good time, very funny, uh, a bit of a light-hearted take on the footy and whatnot, a bit more of a uh, a dribble-off, a, a, a bit of shit-talking whilst you're watching the game. Uh, but the Panthers, 34 over the Storm 16, Melbourne. Up 14-0 after about 30-odd minutes or so. Uh, controversial try to Nelson to Sova solomona which personally I wouldn't have given. Uh, but, I mean, that that's that new interpretation that I don't really love. But uh, to me, and I said it on the live stream the other night, if, uh, if it's got feathers and it quacks, it's a duck. And to me, that one looked like a no-try, also known as a duck. Had feathers and it quacked. It just didn't look like a try to me. But... This new interpretation is what it is. Uh, I thought that Remus Smith on that try, geez, he put a nice move on Isaac Tungo, but uh, Tungo obviously had the last laugh. He was tremendous in this game. He was unbelievable. He'd be my player of the week. I know there were some huge performances in big victories, but with his team down 14-0 against Melbourne in Melbourne uh, for the Panthers without Nath Cleary to get back up uh, and win that game, and he was instrumental throughout it. Two tries, set up another. He was everywhere, Isaac Tungo. I I obviously spoke about him a lot in last year's preseason Talked him up a lot, and um, honestly, he he's just he's hitting all the all the heights that I thought he would, and he's got so much further to go. It's not even funny. Love Isaac Tungo, very very talented footballer. I thought Jerome Luai was fantastic. I think it's the most slept on left foot in rugby league when he come, when he goes bang off that left foot, it just causes chaos. Lindsey Smith, I am loving him more and more. I see him as much as he looks like Zach Hosking, and it shits me to no end. I get him confused all the time. Fuck, he's a good front rower. He's sort of jumped Matty Eisenhuth, in my opinion, as far as their pecking order goes for their best team. Uh, I I think he will feature in their best 17 come the end of the season, come finals time. So shout out to him. Brian Toto, 211 metres. Actually pretty quiet by his standards, but he was everywhere. Uh, What I want you to realise is that he had 78 post-contact metres. The PCM King does it again. Now, I'm hearing that the Panthers, they've obviously got a buy next weekend, but I'm hearing that if Nath Cleary, if they didn't have a buy, Nath Cleary would return next week, uh, which is an interesting one. I can't confirm whether it's 100% true or not, just the whispers that I am hearing. Uh, So it will be interesting to see after the buy. I I believe you will see Nath Cleary named. His recovery's gone really well. He has always been a fast recoverer, Nathan Cleary. So, uh, yeah, exciting times there. Uh, We've then got the cows. No, sorry, we've got the Raiders, the first game on uh, Saturday, Arvo. This one was pretty wild. Raiders, 26 over the Titans, 22. Uh, start with the Titans, I thought Fafita was incredible. I thought he should have been given that other try. Uh, turned out to be a pretty big moment in this game, and I'm not really sure... How they managed to come to the conclusion that they did so pretty disappointing how that moment played out. But to be completely honest with you, I still do think that the better team won. Um, the Raiders they just live in one to twelve. They just they can they couldn't think of anything worse than winning thirteen plus. They always have to do it tough. Uh, but they managed to get through it again, and this is just where they're comfortable. It's bizarre. Uh, I thought that Horsburgh and Tapanay, they were everywhere once again. Josh Papali out of this one. I'm very, very confident. You see Corey Horsburgh coming off the bench for the Queensland Maroons in game three. So shout out to him and congratulations, and I'm pretty confident AJ Brimson uh, will be the fullback as well. So two boys there going into the Queensland camp, which is great to see. Uh, I thought Hopawade was fantastic on the wing. Geez, has been a good signing for the Raiders. Uh, we saw, I remember when I first ever made the Instagram, page that one of my first posts was in 2018, talking about Hopawada and how he's going to be, or how he had the potential to be the next big thing, and it's taken him a long time, but fuck, he's playing good footy, and I reckon if he was at a Sydney club, we'd be talking a lot more about him. Uh, For the Titans, look, Tino had a big game, along with Mo Waker. all the Origin boys essentially all stood up. I thought Brian Kelly was pretty good in this one as well, Uh, but this one obviously marred by a couple of referee decisions people are not very happy about, which I get 100%. Uh, But in my opinion, the better team still won. Uh, we move to the Cowboys, 74 over the Tigers, nil, uh, look guys, you don't need me to tell you, who played well, and who didn't, uh, you guys understand footy enough, to be able to pick that apart yourself, but, did and Drinky, though, obviously amazing, Drinkwater was sensational, came off with about 15 minutes to go, it sounds like, if they wanted to pick him for Origin 3, he'd be in doubt, but he should be sweet for the next game, uh, Torlangi, Holmes, Valeme, huge performances, Nanai, he scored, Nanai, sorry, he scored late, considering it was a, like a dollar 90, or something Your score, uh, there would have been a couple of same game multis that got their way out of that one. Um, I thought that Robson was very good as well. Obviously, in a high scoring game, I thought his defense and everything was sensational. So, yeah, look, the Cowboys were good, seventy four to nil. Uh, considering the last time these two teams played, it was sixty six to something. The Tigers way a huge, huge turnaround. Look, the Tigers. Uh, what do you say? They were all pretty dreadful. Um, yeah, conceding seventy four points, it's just not. Uh, it's just not what Tim Sheens and the Tigers are about. Um, but it is disappointing that they're able to just turn over like this. They're missing players, I get that 100%. But defense is an attitude at the end of the day. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Cowboys, when they're on, they're hard to handle. But it's not like that they're, they're one of the high-flying teams in this competition. So very worrying times for the West Tigers. Had a sim bit at one point, uh, which made life even harder. But, yeah, they were just never in this contest, never really stood a chance. And I thought the Cowboys actually left. Fairwacker points out there, Val Holmes dropped one over the line, uh, which would have probably got them to 80. So, yeah, tough, tough gig there for the West Tigers. Uh, We picked up a same-game multi in that one as well, our our backline tip. So stoked with that. The late game Saturday night, the Broncos over the Dolphins, 24-16. Selwyn Cobbo, the star of the show once again. This guy is an absolute freak. There's not many players in this league that could have scored the try that he did, uh, and he just makes it look easy. Phenomenal footballer, Selwyn Cobbo. I love watching him. Um, I thought Farmworth; he was sensational. He's one of those guys that I look at and go, why are you so hard to tackle? What is it about you that's so hard to handle? He's got a bit of the Josh Dugans about him. He's more like bone than muscle, but he's just... I don't know, he just, he's just tough. He runs hard and teams just can't handle him. So he, he must be such a pain in the ass to tackle. Uh, Haas was so sensational as, as always when he came on in the second half. Had a huge impact. Um, I thought that Adam Reynolds' uh, kicking game was very hit and miss. Some were fantastic. Some were pretty awful by his standards. Uh, Paddy Carrigan on the edge. I heard the commentators at one point go, geez, Pat Carrigan's volume's down. I'm like, fuck, are you, are you watching the game? Can you see he's obviously playing a different position that isn't a high-volume position? Uh, but you could really see the difference in the Brisbane Broncos without him at 13. I personally think that if he was at lock, uh, I think they would have won this game by a lot more than what they did. So uh, plenty of upside for the Broncos. I thought Tristan Saylor came in and did a good job, but you could really see the difference without, without Carrigan at 13 and without Reece Walsh at fullback. They still managed to win, no doubt about it, but uh, yeah, they look like a very different footy side. uh For the Finn, love Nick Arima at fullback. That was a very good move by Wayne. Not one that I would have done, but it looked great the other night. I think Jeremy Marshall King, it looks like he could potentially be out for the season. We'll see how that plays out, uh, but I love JMK. I think he's been one of the signings of the year. I raved about him at Canterbury last year, and people Sort of laughed and giggled and gave him shit, but he's a real footballer, and I, I think he's the genuine MVP of this side. I think a lot of people would say Hamiso, uh, and I and I get that; that's fair. But I think this guy he he goes so far to deciding games for the Dolphins, and when they don't have him, they look awful. And when he is on the field, he just changes everything. So he's going to be a huge loss for the Finn. Uh, Tofade, he got struggled in D a little bit. He obviously had to mark Herbie Farmworth, who uh, they, they had a good little battle, but you'd have to give it to Herbie in that one. He did score a try, though. So shout out to Tofade. He's just coming into first grade, finding his way. Uh, Ewan Aitken moved back to the edge. I thought he was very strong in a couple of his runs and whatnot. So yeah, the Dolphins, uh, this is sort of where we thought they would end up. I thought they still played well in this game and held their own. But, uh, yeah, this is the reality of the NRL. It's bloody tough. When you start to lose players, cheese life gets difficult. All right, Sunday Arvo footy. Look, night 66 over the Bulldogs, zero. Not a heap to touch on here. KP was sensational. I thought Lockie Fitzgibbon had a great game. Bradman Best was everywhere. Our boy Jackson Hastings, old, old helmet head out there. Uh, I think he waited 17 weeks to score his first try. Now he scored three in two weeks. Scored the first try, came off the scrum, uh, and then scored a backup try off Bradman Best a little bit later as well. So shout out to Jacko doing good things up there at Newcastle. A big win here. Um, Speaking to some of the Newcastle boys, they're not getting ahead of themselves, though. Uh, They understand that this is one game, one big win against a team that's struggling. I think they've got a bye next week, and then they come back to Newcastle the week after. So they're very, very keen uh, to land a victory up there in Newey for their next home game. Uh, I thought Crossland was very good as well, Phoenix Crossland. I thought he was great. Uh, and yeah, look what 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 more can you really say about Newcastle? A big win here. Uh, they were all great. Canterbury were pretty average, uh, but yeah, this is what Newcastle is capable of, and it was great to see KP at his very best, just wheeling and dealing, and um, yeah, great to see KP. Obviously, goal kicking too, which is good to see. Kicked eleven from eleven. So shout out to KP. For the Bulldogs, um, look, similar to the Dragons, similar to the West Tigers, I I, I don't know how much there is to say. Uh, I didn't love that Rajab was picked at 5-8 and then was just taken off halfway through the game. I thought that was pretty shit. Um, that's like it. like Saralda has now done that with him, with Olawapu. I just – uh, I uh, I don't know. He's in a t- tough spot, Serato, with all the injuries he's had. And now he's got a pretty downtrodden team. But uh, as far as coaching strategies go, I do not like that at all. I think that uh, they probably need to make a couple of changes. I think Ockenball probably needs to get out of the second row. And look, it's not going to turn them around straight away. But they're just some of the issues that I can see. So feel for you Canterbury fans. I saw some scenes from out there at the stadium the other night. Uh, pretty tough to watch. So, yeah, tough times for Canterbury, but they will they will find their way eventually. You just hope it's not too far away because Canterbury fans have been so patient for so fucking long. Uh, Manly, 18 over the Chooks, 16. What about DCE in this one? There might be better halfbacks. There might be more talented halfbacks, faster halfbacks, but good God. Between the ears, very, very hard to beat DCEs. Kicking game and everything in this game was unbelievable. Scored the first try, took an intercept later that you don't see very often. A shit play by the Roosters, but most players in that position, they're just thinking, okay, where's my man that I've got to mark? They're not actually watching what's happening. And DCE addressed um, that Kiri got a little bit lazy on that moment. Daniel Tupu was fading out. Uh, It was begging for an intercept. And as I said, he he makes it look easy. The vast majority of guys are just worrying about, okay, where's Tupu going? Who am I defending against? DCE, he's old enough. He's seen it all before. He's mature enough as a footballer that he's able just to keep his eyes up and just watch what's actually going on and address the mistake that the Roosters had made. So shout out to DCE. I thought he was tremendous in this game. Ruben Garrick at fullback, so much better. I cannot believe... They weren't playing him at fullback from the very start. It has just blown my mind, outrageous that he wasn't there. I get getting KO Weeks an opportunity, but I thought it was evident from KO's first game at fullback that they needed Ruben Garrick there, and I think it could have been the difference between a couple of wins uh, compared to losses they've had this year. Um, Schuster to Burbo, huge play when it mattered at the back end, a big week for Josh Schuster. Uh, if you've watched these two come through the grades, Harold Mats SG Ball, you would have seen the Schuster A Burbo pass on a number of occasions, lead to a try. So that was a pretty cool moment to see. That one's been coming for five-odd years. Um, look, If you want to put it really simply, Jake Trevojevic plays, Manly wins. Uh, He just means so much to this team. It's unbelievable. And the passion that he brings, absolutely second to none. For the Chooks, uh, Marno, I thought he had a really big game at centre. Probably should have got early ball in the very last play, and the Roosters would have been a sniff. But I thought Martin in this game was tremendous, and I think center is his position. Teddy scored a try, was heavily involved. It does just feel like teddy ball. If you go back and watch the second last play of the game, Corey Allen makes a break. They're open on the right-hand side of the field. right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And Teddy gets, you know, one off the ruck and tries to take on the markers again, eventually gets an offload away, but it just made everything so fucking scrappy. I just, I don't know. It's very hard for me to get around Teddy at the moment. He's just... And I I don't know if he's always been doing this stuff and maybe I'm just noticing it more now. I've got no idea what's going on, but uh, tough to watch. I thought Nat Butchie was very good, got through a heap of work as well. All right, guys, thanks for joining us once again on the Rapid Review on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Plenty more content coming your way today.